1: Welcome back to the Lantern Rouge Cycling Podcast with Benji Nison and to the recap of UAE Tour 2021 Stage 2, the individual time trial. Thank you to LaCole for supporting us, our show partner. They've been with us all of last year, just about after the tour, they were with us for the Giro and then the Vuelta. If you want to check out their performance cycling apparel, you can check it out at www.lacole.cc. They're bringing out some new essentials kit I know you're going into autumn and winter, Benji. I don't even know if you have more than two seasons in Belgium. Um, but So Benji and I are always getting different kits at different times. So if you want to check out their winter essentials kit, get get yourself ready for winter. Um, Oh, no, that's me. I'm confused with the time zones again, Benji. (laughs) I live my life as if I'm in Europe. You're going into summer, yeah. Anyway, I'll get the winter kit. Benji can get the summer kit. But it's still basically summer here in Australia. I'm sweating my, sweating pretty badly. Um but yeah, link in the description if you want to check out the whole stuff. On to UAE tour 2021, stage two, a 13 kilometer ITT at Had Huda Island, fourth time at that, even in the preview podcast, still struggling. 13Ks, pancake <laughs> flat, round like a bike circuit, lots of lots of turns. Um, a couple where they actually have to stop pedaling, especially a zigzag or a chicane close to the finish line Two, One intermediate checkpoint, 6Ks to the finish about halfway through. Uh, who were the big favorite, favorite, or favorites for today, Benji? Was there anyone else that could win? You
0: weren't wrong when you said uh, favorite. I think uh, we all knew from the moment that the race started that there was only the situation in which Ghana won, or the situation in which Ghana didn't win. And the situation in which Ghana didn't win was almost non-existent in my eyes unless he crashes or anything or has an extremely bad day. But we haven't seen that too often. It's been f- such a change in cycling that about a year and a half ago, the days where the Tony Martin uh, hype was gone, when Cancellara was already uh, retired, we had even a pool that was popping up in time trials we had dennis taking control of the world championships and a bit of the world tour races but now every single time that gana is at the start of a time trial you are literally saying gana wins who's going to get second and it's so crazy to see that switch and i honestly find it really interesting to see Ogachar right against gana on this time trial so we'll head into that discussion a bit later but it's uh it was honestly also curious to see whether Pogacar would confirm once again that he's good at TT because we saw two time trials before with Pogacar that were on the level of uh, very strong, beating Roglic at the Slovenian NC ITT and then the uh, Plonge Belfi that everybody keeps talking about. And I think he did garf pretty well or something some time trial uh, two years ago as well. But all in all, we needed that confirmation that he, on the flat terrain he can also sustain it in shorter time trials as well like a 13 kilometer one like today and that's what i was looking for at the moment really
1: so here's the the results uh we always get too confused with the time trials so we just read out the results at the start and then hit some talking points mainly because in this instance the order was really strange uh they it wasn't in reverse gc position order so i have no idea how to recap it any other way Filippo Ghana won, no surprise 14 seconds ahead of Stefan Bissiger. I'm not going to put in the uh, clipping of me hyping up Bissiger for a top five the other day, but no, it exists. Uh, he was, yeah, 14 seconds behind Ganner, not bad on a 13k TT, over 55k an hour average for Bissiger. Ganner averaged about 56k an hour. Mikkel Bjerg, third, the Danish rider for UAE, 21 seconds behind Ghana, and just three seconds ahead of his teammate and their GC leader, Pogaccia. The first of the GC riders, 24 seconds behind Ghana. Luis Leon Sanchez, quite a nice time. Fifth, same time as Almeida, the second of the GC men. Six seconds lost to Tane Pogacar in this pancake flat ITT. Not a big surprise to me. The minor, Pogacar, I think he's good on the flat. I think he's shown in Plage de Belfi. On a flat or rolling TT, I think he's just fine. Same with the... Uh, yeah, so I, th- I don't think... I think this is not just a once-off. I think we just yeah. keep expecting this to happen. Balscheid and Stefan Bod 7th and 8th. Danny Martinez, 36 seconds behind Gana, 6 seconds behind Almeida, the best Ineos result apart from Filippo Ghana. Quite a nice TT from him. I mean, I didn't expect him to come top 10, Benji, on this 13K flat-eye TT. I think that's the biggest surprise for me today is Martinez there beating Brandler and Yossan uh, Emden.
0: Yeah, he's certainly one of the surprises that I have on my list today. I think Martinez is already Colombian NCRTT in the past, I think, and showed that he can time trial. I believe that he could time trial, but I expected it more on the longer time trials, like you were probably also doing. On the shorter ones like this one, I just didn't know what to expect, and I'm glad to see that he can time trial, because that's an extra GC contender that can time trial as well, so that can also just play a role in GC, because you kind of need that time trial these days to be a GC contender. Now there's one name we didn't mention so far, and that's uh der Vanderpool and there's a bit of an oh, unfortunate story there this time it's you for getting Vanderpool not me <laughs> <laughs> so um Vanderpool unfortunately had well in his team, a uh, COVID positive according to uh what came out this morning on Willard Flitz uh, a Dutch uh newspaper sports cycling stuff and oh, uh, no, I um, got
1: the, I got the press release from UAE. Oh,
0: okay. so okay okay, okay. um.
1: I'll read out the official press release. Sorry, Benji. Um, I should have mentioned that before going to the top 10 results. But, yeah, Alplusson Phoenix, i got this press release. Alplusson Phoenix withdraws from the UAE Tour. Alplusson Phoenix, in agreement with the UAE Tour organiser, have decided to withdraw its team from the race in order to safeguard the race bubble and ensure the safe continuation of the race. The team was notified of one positive result of a member of its staff from the round of tests conducted on Sunday evening, 21st of February. I don't know why they were testing them after Stage 1. Upon receiving the results, the person immediately went into isolation, the staff member that is, not a rider, and all those who came into contact with this person are self-isolating, which obviously includes Underpool, in compliance with the protocol measures in place by the race organisers and UAE health authorities. All team members will want to take further tests in the coming days while they remain in isolation. Does is that concern you for Omloop, Benji, which Underpool is going to be doing?
0: Actually, Van is not going to be the envelope and Van Arp oh, either. Really? So uh, those two riders are missing from that start list. Perhaps if UAE is canceled for them now, then it might open up for them. But uh, if I recall correctly, I saw La Flamme Rouge that they were talking about two PCR tests that need to be done, one in one day, one in three days. And if both are negative, then he is uh, free to go. <laughs> but um, uh, it, it really depends on what happens if... Uh, yeah, will they set their own quarantine of two weeks? Like I'd probably kind of expect after something like this. Or will they change up the schedule to allow him to go to something like Amlop uh, or Kurne to have the rain's days? But I'm not sure. Yeah, he looks in pretty good form. Not sure he needs to the rain's days at this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a real shame. I was really keen to see how he would go in this TT. I think a top five is a, was a lock. I think he would have come top five. Um, because of just how he TT'd at Bing Bank. And then that's the... the at Bing Bank, TT arranged was the result which made me think Bissega would do well. Bissega then did do well. So Van der Poel had good legs yesterday. Maybe he was tied up to yesterday. But yeah, real shame that we couldn't see how Van der Poel would go in the TT uh, and whether he could have... And then if he was in the leader's jersey, whether he could have defended it or how long he could defend it for tomorrow on the climb. Um. That was remiss of me not to mention that unfortunate news. Maybe it's a false positive, uh, mate, but who knows? I, I have no idea what's going to happen with the uh, Alberson team. It reminds me of exactly this time, or well, this time last year, yep. when all the riders got their season plans. I mean, it didn't matter because race got cancelled, but they're all stuck in hotels in UAE for for ages and ages and ages. But anyway, that's the we got to the top 10, which was 9th Martinez, Brandler 10th. Now, just picking out some names... Um, as we go down the list, Sergio Aguita, 48 seconds behind. Gana, about 18 seconds behind Almeida. Not a bad result for Iguita. And Antonio Tiberi, Benji, second behind Iguita. What happened to him?
0: Like The first thing is like he was doing a good time trial. This man is 19 years old. This is such a godly, talented time trial. I'm looking He's forward good teacher, to see what right? he can do. Yes. And he finished, uh, well, 19th, but... He finished in an unfortunate way, let's say, because he ended up crashing with about five meters to go in a very, very odd manner. Like he was riding pretty straight, slightly wiggling because of the performance that he's doing, obviously towards the line. But at a certain point, it looks like his bike started leaning left under him. And then obviously you've got the counter measures that you do to try and keep it right that you try and do something to swing it to the other side. But yeah, that's basically overextending, and he just smashed into the ground with his head. So great that he has a helmet on. But uh, what an odd crash. I At first, I thought, like, what, did his pedal just broke or something? Because it looked like something stupid, weird, like a bike failure of, of some sort. And yeah, we, we dove into it ourselves a bit, into a discussion about it. I still don't have a clue what really happened. I It just looks like it can't really be a human handling error for me personally, but I'm not a bike expert.
1: I feel like his left pad slipped. He was getting in and out of the – so so as I said when I was previewing the course how there's a chicane in the last uh, 300 metres. So some riders, some more experienced ones, Joss van Enden, he didn't have to get out of TT position to do that chicane, whereas uh, Pogacar did. He took it sort of um, – out of tt position to Barry got out of tt position and after the corner went to get back in got back in fine it wasn't like when he made that movement he'd already gone into that position but then he yeah he was was there but it seemed like as he put kept putting weight through like his left arm moved It, it was super weird um and Maybe there was wind, maybe he was tired, looking for the line, got distracted, I'm not sure. But uh, he hit his head really hard and I hope he's all right. Um, He definitely needs a concussion test after he hit his head that hard. And he's a big talent, big, big talent, Antonio Tiberi. Potential big GC guy for Italy in the future, Um, good TT. So hopefully he's okay. He got up afterwards, but he's a bit rattled. And I uh, hope they take all precautions with him because he's obviously, yep. he's not going to be contesting GC properly. So, yeah, I think caution's the best uh, approach with Tiberi. Uh But going down the list, names we haven't mentioned, you're probably thinking, where is Yates? Where is Yates? Adam Yates, 34th, 58 seconds behind Ganna. And, oh, let me try and do my quick maths Struggling with my maths, Benji. Thirty-five seconds, thirty-four seconds behind Pagatcha. So thirty-four seconds behind Shell to Pagacha. He's gonna have to go ham on <laughs> the climb tomorrow, Benji. Yeah. If he wants, he's gonna need to do I mean what's he back now, Yates, yeah, um, on on Pogaccia. He's thirty-nine seconds back. He's thirty-four seconds back on Almeida. I think he's gonna need another performance of last year and Pogaccia yeah. cracking himself. And then he's going to have to, even if he got a minute, he would then have to defend that on the uh, the longer climb later. So GC in a very, or well, Yates yeah, in a very, very bad spot for GC. Uh, I think. Are you surprised by that TT, Benji? I'm not. I didn't expect much from him, to be honest.
0: Yeah, I didn't expect much. I think he saved himself relatively well. I don't think it's a horrible TT. I just wasn't expecting much more. It's a bit longer than the Tireno ITT, so... Um, I think in previous years he's done that here in YTT, and we've had a bit of a, a mark at which we can expect him to get a certain amount of results, but didn't expect too much more. But what I was a bit surprised by, and we mentioned it so much before, Pogacar's time trial was not a one-off last year and we, we said we didn't expect that. I still expected Almeida to, to beat Pogacar and that's because I, nah. I somehow felt like in the Giro last year Almeida was closer to Ghana than he is right now, I think.
1: It just I'm feels like you, that. i the Giro results last year are a mirage. Yeah, it's but... Become very, it's going to become very clear this year. It's all a mirage. Um, and riders that were dominant in certain aspects, Ghana, the exception to that, are not so dominant in other races with stronger competition. So I think... Yeah, I think Almeida is a really, really good TT rider, but I don't think he's better than Pogacar, even on the flat. Um, and I think the longer this TT would have gone, the better Pogacar would have gone. So I don't think so.
0: Not today. I would have said really? last year, yes. But like, before the intermediate, he had eight seconds of a gap on Almeida, and at the finish line, he had six seconds on Almeida. So while Almeida was losing time at the start, he was gaining time in the second half and i felt like the position of Ogachar on his bike was worsening throughout the time trial like it was mentioned before we joked about it before looks like a mine worker on his bike and also on his time trial bike yeah, but mainly when but climbing but i, f- I felt his position like the first half was so much better than the second half
1: uh, he did a one hour tt last year benji that's maybe the best tt we've seen in the last <laughs> 10 years
0: yeah but i'm talking about today okay i think in today's form if it went longer like 10 kilometer longer it would have been relatively even i think
1: yeah if he paced it like it was a 13k tt you're right you're right you're right you're right
0: right. that's a that's pretty important detail
1: (laughs) i i think they're about no i think i think they're about it's about a wash between the two of them in such in this sort of tt you know what is it oh six seconds is actually a decent margin um and you're you're right. You are right, though. I think gacha was losing a little bit at the end. And to say, you know, if he might have misjudged the pacing a little bit, and maybe this wasn't his best yeah. performance,
0: or it's a choice. Bjerg um,
1: you know second World Tour uh, level ITT podium, which is pretty good. Who else is a uh, big name here? Eightieth, or where, where's Sep then? Eighty seventh, eighty seventh, eighty seventh. One minute 40 back, and we're not allowed to criticise him, right, Benji, because he's saving the legs for the stage tomorrow to go stage hunting, right? Yeah, he's winning tomorrow. Okay, so (laughs) if it wasn't for that, obviously Sep Coos would have done the same time as Pogaccia and Almeida, (laughs) and his TT (laughs) is definitely not a problem for his Grand Tour ambitions. If the (laughs) numerous articles written in the winter this year are to be believed, Um That's a shame because I. that's the one downside of the splits yesterday is that I really wanted to see what Kuz could do do with with no excuses, you know, with having to go for GC. Same with Froome. Froome 83rd, a minute 36 back. What does that mean? Nothing because he was eight eight, eight minutes behind on GC. GC was over before today even began. Um, Caruso Benji, I thought, did a pretty bad TT, actually, for someone who had no excuses. The best... Bahrain Long guy in GC. yesterday. A true crash, but 50th, a minute nine back.
0: <laughs> no excuses. Oh. Crashed on his face in the last 500 meters of the sprint stage.
1: <laughs> All right. No excuses <laughs> tactically. I forgot about the yeah. crash. Um, okay, maybe that affected it. I thought he'd do better. Maybe the crash affected him. Um, but GC positions currently, I should read them out for, for completeness. Pagacha first, five seconds ahead of Almeida. Cataneo, Quickstep teammate of Almeida, third. Chris Harper, fourth, thirty-three seconds behind uh, Pagacha Yates fifth, thirty-nine back. Paulus, forty-one seconds back. In sixth, I think he's going to get top ten. Benji Paulus, um, he should be okay on the top climb. Five, Anthony Ruth, pardon.
0: I think top five. I think that yeah. Cataneo is going to be working for Almeida, oh, so true. likely will lose gone, time yeah. doing so. Chris yeah, yeah, Harper yeah. versus Paulus for uh, fourth and fifth, I guess. Right? Yeah. Yates, Almeida, oh. Pogacar, that's top three. And then Ruben Fernandez, who's currently uh, on 15, Vin could also move up a lot on the climbs, I think.
1: The, pa- the, the podium's open, though, Benji, because if, if Yates goes full early, which he will have to, to mm-hmm. try and gain a lot of time tomorrow, if that doesn't work out, he goes into the red. That could open up that third spot if he cracks as a result of that. I that is a possibility that that happens. And then Powerless and Harper could be fighting for a World Tour one week stage race podium, yep. which would be massive for either of those two. Uh, and there's so it's, it's a possibility. David Decker, eighth, Murcu ninth, and Skjelmose Jensen for trek tenth. Those guys won't be there. After the climb tomorrow, Masnada Benji could Masnada leapfrog everybody working for Almeida and, and also come third. I think he'll finish top five, maybe working as well. For he's, Almeida. he's only 50, f- yeah, but how much so? <laughs> <laughs> That's my point. <laughs>
0: I don't know. Uh, I kind of. Hmm. I do see a possibility that he'll move up. He'll likely move up. Like the likes he of a is will. not going to stay there. Dekel will not stay there. Antoniru will most likely not stay there. Archbold will go out of that top 15. So, yeah, I do expect Masnad in the top 10. Fernandez as well. Um, even Bier could kind of move up, but he's also going to be working for Pogacar. So, probably not. Grizo will move up. It's kind of those people that I do expect to move up in GC, but. We went over Skjelmoze Jensen quite swiftly, but the man's like 20. And somebody in the comment section said we'd uh, we'd actually pull um, your eyes out at this guy because uh, he is one hell of a talent and he's already showing that in the first two stages here. He's currently in the top 10 of the UAE Tour after two days. And some pretty solid two days.
1: Yeah, what's the, what's the name? Skjelmoze Jensen? Um, yes. I think someone... Yeah, he. Uh, I think he... Failed a doping test. Yeah, he, he was banned and failed a doping test um, yeah. a while ago. So
0: In his second year as a junior, uh, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, so just, I guess, mentioning that for completeness, that's about the only interesting factoid <laughs> I have about him. Um, but anyway, recap of today's stage. Ganner is imperious and he cannot be touched. I think he's, I don't know how many TTs he's won in a row, eight in a row or something ridiculous. Uh, Bissiger, lovely result for him. His dad was stoked on Twitter. Coming second, I think, 15 seconds behind Ganner is very nice. And uh, yeah, I can't wait to see what he can do for the rest of the season. I think Bissiger, if he gets to the BinkBank Tour ITT and Ganner's not there, I think he could be, you know, he's a guy that could really win World Tour ITTs, Stefan Bissiger, if they're this sort of length. Um, Bjerg, again, showing that he is class on his day, but a bit inconsistent last year, but. Good result today, and I think he will be better this year too. And he's also capable of winning World Tour ITTs. Uh, But tomorrow's stage, Benji, should be a pretty exciting one. Strata Manufacturing, to Jebel Havit. It's it's a Sosa day on paper, isn't it? Like This is exactly like the Mont Ventoux stage. 166Ks, pancake flat, and then they just do a 10.6K 7% climb. But the problem is, I guess... It's not as steep as Vol2. It's not as steep as uh, Laguna Stenaya, And it flattens out in the last three kilometers. As we said in the preview, there's a 10% gradient in the fourth kilometer for that kilometer. Then the last ninth kilometer is 4%, 10th kilometer is 5.6%, and then the last 600 meters are flat. So, breakaway Benji or GC guys. Is Yates launching early? What do you think will happen tomorrow? Yeah,
0: I'm pretty sure it's going to be a GC uh, a victory on this terrain. I think it's relatively easy to control on the flat section before the climb. So it's not like it goes up and down. Then in the descent, you need to keep on pacing. Otherwise, the break gets eight minutes. Nah, no, that likely won't happen here. I think in this terrain, we can expect the GC contenders to uh, smash it on the climb. I think despite Pogacar being in the leader jersey, he might still attack because it's Pogachar. And obviously, Adam Yates will have to attack. He's in a position where he needs to. Almeida will need to make a small bit of a margin somewhere. Don't know where yet. But with that small margin, he could also just try and keep up with bogachar and try and swamp him in the, in the intermediate sprints again like yesterday. You know, I think so that's what he should do. Who knows? Yeah. I
1: think, think that's really what he should fit. do. And yeah, I, th- I think Almeida has no Almeida is not so far behind that he needs to do anything crazy. Six seconds, yep. or what is he, Benji? Uh, NGC five seconds behind Pegacha. Well, that's a couple of intermediate sprints if is not there, or the stage result. If well, if, if he can follow Pagacha and then outkick him at the line, both in this stage or in the stage, uh, stage five climb, which is a lot more gradual, then yeah, that there's the difference. So Almeida has no real incentive to attack, I don't think, and I think Masnada will be there. Policing and controlling I think it'll be interesting to see When Or if Yates attacks Who It'll be UAE to follow I think And Quickstep will Look at Pagatra and say They have to look at Pagatra and say It's your UAE must follow And, and chase back Yates yeah. They're just going to follow you uh, I think that's how that will play out I've already got my memes ready For Ineos train um, <laughs> I think That's that's what I expect tomorrow That's what yeah, should happen same. really Ineos should launch it very, very early on the climb where it's steepest and just like in Vontu, pace very, very hard at the bottom and then, um, yeah, Yates has to attack early. They've got Martinez, Sosa, Rivera, I mean, and Amador. Rivera I've never seen do anything good so i think it's going to be amador first on the early slopes or getting them in, and luke rowe and gunner getting into them into position at the base the climb early slopes amador then martinez then sosa then yates now yates might also attack at an opportunistic uh, moment sort of rider he is i don't think he necessarily will just wait for the last man to pull off and then attack in a very scripted way uh because Pagacha will be watching as well as Almeida. Do you think is that how you see most likely it will play out tomorrow, Benji? And then I, I don't know what will happen after that, to be honest. It's it's early season.
0: Yeah, I think so as well. It's um yeah, it's I think it's pretty straightforward who needs to attack and who doesn't need to attack. Um, I think that I um, mean yeah, plainly need to attack because it will be very hard to attack the two teams that are in control, which is the Koenig and UAE, to attack those two on the Jebel Yais climb, because that is much more of a steady low gradient. This is steeper, so differences can be made, and fits Adam Yates better than a uh, than a steady low gradient, in my honest opinion. So attacks are more warranted on this climb than Jebel Yais, and will likely be able to achieve more than on Jebel Yais. But do you see it happening? I kind of... I'm not sure he can.
1: Yeah, it's... No, I don't think so. I think he got... Not lucky, lucky is the wrong word last year, but he benefited from Pagacha also having to be aggressive. Pogaccia has to just be defensive here. He's got uh, Formelo, Maika, Polantz here with him. So that's a good team to be defensive with. So I think it's a lot more difficult for Yates this year to be making up that sort of time, you know, 40, 45 seconds. That's a big difference on someone like Pagaccia with this sort of teammates where Pogaccia does not need to attack himself. I really want to watch Ben Zweihoff tomorrow. I want to see what him and Bookman are looking like, what sort of form they're in, as well as Patrick Conrad. Not seeing too much from any of the Bora guys so far this race. And, yeah, I just want to see what, what Zweihoff looks like on a uh, pure mountaintop finish, see if he's already m- meeting the hype. I'm, j- I'm looking down the list trying to find a, um, a spicy pick. Han Van Hoekker for Lotto Sudal. Harden van Houcke is who I'm going to be watching for et al to see if he can repeat Etna uh, from the Giro stage three last year. I think it's certainly possible that someone, someone competent, a good, a goodish climber, if there is, if Yates gets brought back after the steeper section, and then UAE or Quick Step begin pacing false tempo, and then it gets to the last three 2.5 kilometers. Someone who is not a GC threat, I would not be surprised if they're able to attack and get to stage win. I'm looking at yeah. Ben Hartman, maybe a bit hard. Kus, uh, yeah, Sepp, Sepp Kuss, he Seb Kus, appa- he is quite good at climbing. So <laughs> <laughs> Hot take! Hot take, <laughs> He's quite good at climbing. Yeah, that's, that's a good, cl- obviously, yeah, that's I don't know why I'm looking in the weeds too much. That's the obvious pick. Like Va- last in Vuelta last year, I think Kus has to... Ku should be a top favourite for tomorrow because of the way he should get leash. And it, you know, if Pagatch feeling the only problem is if Pagatch is feeling miserly and it says there are no free, there is nothing free in this life, and uh, this is my home tour. Anyway, that's been our stage two recap and our little preview of the first mountaintop finish in the world tour of this year. Up Jabel Hafid tomorrow. Looking forward to watching it. Uh check out Lacole, ww.lacol.cc or their Instagram, uh, links in the description if you want to get yourself some cycling kit leading into spring and if you're in Melbourne leading into early winter. We've got, still got summer here in on the Gold Coast, fortunately. Thanks for joining, Benji, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Ciao.